What's up, everybody, and welcome to MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios here in San Francisco, California. Today is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. My name is Greg Moraz. I am your host, as always. Hope that you all enjoyed our episode with Chris Hall yesterday. Scoops is a really fun guy to talk baseball with. I hope that you enjoyed him. I always enjoy getting a chance to talk with him. My first thing that I want to tell you today before I get into it all is to make sure you write a review, leave a rating, subscribe to the show. Helps out the metrics tremendously. I know I say that every time, but we had a very good download day yesterday. I am not going to get to grow this product as much as I want to if I don't get your support. And I want to thank everybody that listens. To those that have listened in the past, I hope that you continue to listen. And for those of you that have not listened as much as you did in the past, well, what are you doing? Come on, jump back in, let's go. Yes, I know I sound like a little kid there trying to get excited about going to a pool party or something like that. Hey, remember pool parties? Remember when we used to be able to do that type of thing? Obviously not in the world of COVID, and the world of COVID has provided new avenues for Major League Baseball to try new things, and I think that that's a good transition into something that I got on briefly yesterday with Chris, but I want to talk about it a little bit more today. So it came out yesterday as Scoops and I were recording that Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred are expected to have an expanded playoff beyond this season. That didn't specify exactly how long, but it appears that expanded playoffs are going to be a thing of the present and the recent future. And all I have to say is, what the hell are you doing, Major League Baseball? And here's the reason why I argue that expanded playoffs are not the answer in a sport like baseball compared to a sport like basketball or hockey. Look, I understand why they're doing it this year. It's a 60-game season. Your sample sizes are not going to be as accurate as they are over 162. I get that. There is reason to believe that a team that is hot for 60 games could then be really cold for the next 60 games. So you want to give more teams a chance to basically balance out whatever outliers you're going to have in the 100-plus games that you're not playing this year. Now, that's the way that I approach the argument. A lot of people may not think of it that way, but that's the way that I think of it. You can have expanded playoffs this year because it gives more teams a chance when they're not having the opportunity to play as many games. And look, there have been a lot of teams in baseball this year that have just quite simply stunk out loud. The Pirates have stunk out loud. The Nationals have stunk out loud. The Diamondbacks have stunk out loud. In the American League... The Red Sox have stunk out loud. The American League Central, the Tigers and the Royals, the Tigers have actually been okay. The Royals haven't been good, but the Royals have had their moments. The Angels and the Rangers are not very good, and the Mariners are going to have a chance to make the playoffs in a year where they're not that good, but they're getting better. Major League Baseball, I always thought, had one of the purest playoff systems because, for the most part, and granted, there are years when a team that is in a weak division gets in over a team that misses out on a wild card and that team has a better record. That happens sometimes, but for the most part, I would say four out of five teams in each league are the best teams in that league. 
and are in the playoffs for a certain reason. In 2015, you had three teams in the National League Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Chicago Cubs that all had at least 96 wins. That, to me, is the playoff system validating who is the best team. And the Chicago Cubs ended up getting to the NLCS. They lost to the New York Mets. But all three of those teams were incentivized to win their division. There were teams that were worse than them that did win their divisions. But there's no question in my mind that all of those teams deserve to be there. I did this exercise with a couple of my friends. And we were talking about, and I think we talked about it on an episode a little bit earlier this year. We talked about where teams that finished in the eighth spot in each league would be record-wise in a full season based on the past couple of years. Most of them were either around 500 or either a little bit above or a little bit below. Some guy on Twitter pointed out that what's the point in the regular season when you're one versus eight is 101 and 62 versus 79 and 83. It makes absolutely zero sense to me why Major League Baseball thinks that there is going to be any value in the postseason if you keep it at 8. When you go back to 162, the fact that you are going to keep it at 8 completely devalues the regular season. Why should it matter? Why do we care? You can be a really mediocre team, still make the playoffs, and if you keep it at a best-of-three series in an expanded playoff format, one series, one bad series for a team that wins 102 games is going to completely wipe their whole season off the face of the earth. Now, in a best-of-five series, every team has enough, in my opinion, to say whether or not they deserve to move on, whether you're the best team in that league or whether you're the second wild card that won the wild card game. I always thought that the wild card should be a best of three series, that your wild card should play a best of three and then move into the best of five against the best team in that league that year. If you keep it best of three in the first round, if you do this one versus eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five, what the hell is the point of a regular season? Now, this is Rob Manfraud. I say Manfraud, not Manfred. Rob Manfraud's way of trying to extract more postseason revenue. Whether that be from television or from gate, teams are going to have more playoff gate. Every team, at least, is going to be guaranteed one playoff game. That's a big difference in regards to your financials if you're selling playoff merchandise, you're selling playoff tickets, if you're selling season tickets for the next year to anybody that wants the right to buy postseason tickets. I don't need to get into the financials with you. I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you are intelligent enough to understand exactly what that means. So you're probably asking, well, how do the NBA and the NHL get away with it? How does the NFL, in some aspects, get away with it? Well, the NFL just decided to expand from six teams to seven in each league. And the NFL puts a premium on being the best team in the regular season by giving the number one and the number two seeds buys from the first round. In a sport like football, having a week off can make a huge difference between winning it all or falling short. And not to mention, in their new seven-team format per league, it is going to be 2-7, 3-6, and 4-5. 
which means that the number one seed is going to be the only seed that gets a bye. So there's a further premium on the regular season. The reason I don't have an issue with the NFL having as many teams as they had now, I think it may be unfair to the number two seed based on the way that it's worked in the past, but the reason why I think it's okay to have six teams per league, even seven, is that there is a premium to win in the regular season. The NHL and the NBA, you have fewer games. It's 82 games each in each league. I know it's 82 in the NBA. I think it might be somewhere around 82 in the NHL. There is a premium on winning in the regular season, but there are fewer games, which means that a smaller sample size could equate a better record for a 7 or an 8 seed. And I think that that's fine. That team, if they play 162 games, may be under 500, significantly under 500. You have a greater disparity between the top and the bottom the more games you play. That is the science of outcomes. That is the science of how numbers play into it all. The larger your sample size, the greater the disparity is going to be between the top and the bottom. So you're not going to have as big of a disparity when you're playing 82 games versus 162. And look, let's just do the eye test here. Let's do the eye test or the ear test. If I say to you, does a team that wins 79 games in a 162-game season deserve to make the playoffs? The answer is no. 1,000% no. That team does not deserve to be there. A mediocre team does not deserve to have one series to potentially ruin the season of a team that was the best team in baseball and won over 100 games. The team that's the best team in baseball should be rewarded for how good they are, and if they're punished, they should be punished by a team that is slightly worse than them and not significantly worse than them. In my opinion, the playoffs should not have a team that has an opportunity to eliminate another team that was 25 games better than them over the course of 162 games. A team that is 79 and 83 should not have any opportunity to even play a team in the playoffs that wins over 100 games. The only teams that should have that opportunity are teams that win their division regardless of their record. Because Major League Baseball at this point is never going to get rid of the divisional system. The only teams that should have that chance are a team that maybe like the 2006 Cardinals wins 83 games and somehow ends up winning their division. And if they are able to navigate their way through the playoffs and win the World Series, that's a team getting hot at the right time. But they're a team that did what was asked of them. They won their division despite the fact that they won it with a record that was, compared to the rest of their playoff opponents, subpar. Now look, we see teams all the time at the bottom end of the playoffs in the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL make the playoffs with 500 records. We see teams that make the playoffs with records under 500. But baseball's playoffs have always been the purest Because you're never seeing a team, with very few exceptions, you hardly ever see a team that does not deserve to be there. 
And if you expand to 16 teams permanently, you have devalued the regular season until you decide that this was a bullshit idea and you should go back to the way it was. But why would Rob Manfred care about the regular season and the value of it? Why would he care? Because what matters to him is getting the extra moolah that comes from postseason revenue. That's all that anybody wants. And maybe the owner of a team that goes 101 and 61, that's the actual record over 162. I think I got my math wrong a little bit earlier. But an owner that goes 101 and 61 may not necessarily care if he's playing a team that's 79 and 83. He may not care if his team gets swept. But if he gets two home playoff games, guaranteed, he's going to be good with that. And if his team ends up playing all the way to the World Series, he's going to get an extra round of playoff revenue. That's money in the bank, baby. And have we just essentially been proven through this entire pandemic regardless of sport, and especially yesterday with the Big Ten Conference deciding to reverse their decision on playing because there was just too much money left on the table. All that matters to these people is money. The purity of sport doesn't matter to anybody anymore. I do this show because I want to talk about baseball and its purity, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't eventually trying to make money off of this. By the way, if you're an advertiser, email me at greg.maraz at yahoo.com. If you want to be a sponsor of this show, I hope that you will be willing to potentially be a sponsor of this show. So thank you in advance for doing that. Are there going to be people out there that are upset that Major League Baseball is devaluing the regular season? 1,000% yes, I am one of them. Are there people that will be excited no matter what that their team that's four games under 500 is now all of a sudden in the playoffs. There are people that are going to love that. I hate it because I think that they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I think that the purity of baseball's playoffs was unparalleled by any of the other major professional sports. And I was just talking about college football. Look at the college football playoff. Everybody has been saying expand it to eight teams, expand it to 16 teams. Guess who is in the college football playoff? The four best teams in college football. The teams that over the course of their regular season proved beyond the shadow of a doubt. Now granted, some people may have a couple of subjective opinions with that, but that's neither here nor there. The point I'm trying to make is this. The four teams that are in the college football playoff are the undisputed four best teams in all of college football. So say what you want about baseball's postseason. I don't like it, and I want to finish on this point, something that I talked about with Chris Hall a little bit yesterday, but I want to expand upon it today. So Major League Baseball teams just found out two days ago now that they're not going to have off days between the Wild Card Series and the DS and the Division Series and the Championship Series, which means that you're not going to be able to use limited rotations. Now, the problem that I have with this is that teams would have been more aggressive at the trade deadline had they known this. So now a lot of teams that basically said, okay, we don't need to acquire another starting pitcher. We can go with starter one, starter two, bullpen game, starter one, are now going to have to go 
starter one, starter two, starter three, and then maybe bring back starter one on short rest. There's going to be no off days because Major League Baseball, even with announcing a bubble, feels like they have to be beholden to a certain timeline. Is it really because they're worried about a second spike of COVID? Look, they've played through multiple COVID outbreaks, so COVID has not stopped Major League Baseball, nor has it seemingly stopped any of the other sports. So you can't hide behind the guise of COVID. In my opinion, Major League Baseball is trying to limit their timeline because they know if they have to go up against the NFL or college football that they are going to get crushed in the ratings. And if they get crushed in the ratings, that's less postseason revenue. That's it. Major League Baseball wants to make sure that they are not outdwarfed by week eight of the NFL, which, by the way, I would still rather watch the World Series than week eight of the NFL between the Lions and the Washington football team. I'm sorry, if it is more important for you to watch the Lions and the Washington football team than it would be to watch potentially the Dodgers and the A's in the World Series, you're one sorry sack of you-know-what, if you know what I mean. That you'd rather watch a game between two meaningless teams that are going nowhere in the middle of the season than watch the Major League Baseball playoffs. But there's a lot of people that think that way. They'd rather watch the Washington football team and all of their ineptitude than watch great baseball. And baseball recognizes that. So don't hide behind the guys of COVID. They're obviously never going to say publicly, um, well, well, we don't want to play later because the NFL is going to crush us in the ratings. They don't want to say that, but they mean that. We all know that they mean that. And if you don't know that, then you're not an intelligent enough consumer of sports on television. Sadly, as much as I hate to say it, the NFL runs the sports media landscape in the United States. The NFL at least in my lifetime, has always been king. Many will argue that it will always remain king. I hope that that's not the case. But if it is, then so be it. I'm not going to hold a grudge against the NFL. Okay, I maybe might hold a grudge against the NFL. But all I want to say is that Major League Baseball, not putting an off day in between any of the series was criminal because teams would have acquired more starting pitching at their respective trade deadlines. That's what I believe. I think that absolutely would have happened if the teams had known, hey, we're not going to have off days. They would have been more aggressive at the trade deadline. So now Major League Baseball has once again stepped in it because Major League Baseball just, they continually like to step in it. But I just, I'm running out of energy with Major League Baseball. I'm running out of energy with Rob Manfred, his unwillingness to show any empathy toward anybody other than himself or the owners, for him to actually care about the fans. I'm doing this podcast because I feel like Major League Baseball still needs to be covered, but I also feel like I'm losing a love of MLB because of the way that they have operated throughout this pandemic. 
I think that at this point on September 17th, a lot of people have forgotten about the labor negotiation strife that happened over two months ago. I hope that the MLB Players Union and the fans remember. I hope that people actually recognize that there are a lot of problems with the entity of Major League Baseball. We can't let them get a free pass. At least I hope that we don't give them a free pass. If we do, I think we've missed an opportunity to make our voices heard to make baseball a better entity for public consumption. I really do. But again, I'm a guy that's sitting in his upstairs office, the Ocean Avenue Studios, doing a show on the internet. Rob Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Who's going to have more influence? I think I just answered that question. No recap today. I think that our segment went long enough. I think that the recaps at this point are not necessarily as effective as I hoped they would be. We're going to go back to our full recap format during the playoffs because I think that's important. I'll give you the scoreboard whip around. Nats over the Rays 4-2 in 10 innings. A's over the Rockies 3-1. Dodgers beat the Padres 7-5. Doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Cards win game 1-4-2. Brewers win game 2-6-0. Reds over the Pirates 1-0. Marlins double up the Red Sox 8-4. Mets edge the Phillies 5-4. Yankees pound the Blue Jays again 13-2. Royals Shut out the Tigers 4-0. Brady Singer gets his third win, by the way. Braves fall to the Orioles 5-1. Rangers edge the Astros in a shutout 1-0. A complete game shutout for Kyle Gibson. Twins get a win over the White Sox 5-1. Cubs beat the Indians in 10 innings 3-2 at Wrigley Field. Diamondbacks outslug the Angels 9-6. Giants beat the Mariners 9-4. Today's slate of ball games in a really quick fashion. Marlins host the Red Sox. White Sox host the Twins. Diamondbacks are at the Angels. Giants will host the Mariners, although San Francisco will be the road team because of air quality in Seattle. Doubleheader between the Rays and the Orioles. That will be a each team is the home team for one game. Pirates host the Cardinals. Phillies and the Mets in Philadelphia. Blue Jays at the Yankees, Indians at the Tigers, Rangers at the Astros, Dodgers are at the Rockies. So that is where we stand in regards to Major League Baseball today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for putting up with me. Make sure you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. If you want to advertise on this program, reach out to me, greg.marazd at yahoo.com. I would love to get some advertisers in here. In fact, I'm going to cut something up to actually be a pre-roll ad for all of our podcasts. Or rather, not all of our podcasts, just this one. I act like I have a network or something. Hey, good hint. I might be trying to build one. But anyways, thanks for listening to this episode of MLB Morning Coffee. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, remember, Black Lives Matter.